Welcome to the Dad Nation podcast. My name is Jason Braun, director of Dad Camp, a global movement that has a dream to see a world where every family has a great dad. And we do it by creating epic father-child experiences for dads and their kids all over the world now. And uh, look at this. Uh, if you're watching this on video and not listening, you've got to check out this backdrop because we are not in the Dad Nation studio. We are in... Montana, and we are just coming off an incredible dad camp, father-son weekend uh, right here, edged up next to Yellowstone in the heart of uh, the Beartooth Mountains, and uh, it is this is absolutely incredible. So uh, I might get lost as we're talking because I might get distracted because of this epic view, but uh, uh, my, co my host uh, this month for this month's episode is Alex Falder, pastor uh, of uh, at Harvest Church in Billings, Montana. And uh, Matt Crittenden, my co-host, general co-host, he's not with us this month. Uh, he's doing his ER physician uh, busyness and world, and uh, he was unable to travel to Montana with us. And uh, this podcast is going to be shot here in the next week or released. And so Alex is stepping up to the plate. And so welcome uh, to the podcast this month, Alex. It's really good to have you. Yeah, it's good to be here. Hello to everybody out there. And uh yeah, I love to talk about being a good dad. So Alex and I's story goes back a little bit, and I'm going to let you kind of just share the journey that has led us to being sitting here right now at Clydehurst Christian Ranch here uh, in Montana. But um, I remember we met at a leadership conference uh, in Kokomo, Indiana. Yeah. And uh, I remember coming up to you and inviting you to this thing called dad camp. And I, I got a little bit of a, a tired look on your face, a little bit of a, oh, here we go again. Here's another one of these guys trying to invite me to come be a part of something yeah. he's doing as a pastor yourself and have kind of with all those responsibilities. And, uh, but you took me up on that invitation and uh, I thought I'd let you kind of share that the rest of the story. Yeah. And it's been kind of a long journey here. Um, so yeah, Jason said, Hey, I'll, I'll pay your way. Just get there. And so I had a, a kindergartner at the time, my son, Jacob, and now he's 13. Uh, so we've been going to dad camp for quite a while and I have four kids. So all four of my kids have experienced mm -hmm. dad camp. Um, but that particular week, I went to a friend and said, Hey, can I borrow your RV for the weekend? And so he got me all set up with an RV and we, uh, we get ready to go. And the night before Jacob's like puking, I mean, not right. doing well at all. And, uh, so I'm like, ah, I don't know if we can make it. And he got to feeling better. And, um, of course that was pre COVID, right? So it was okay to bring a kid to camp a little bit sick. Um, <laughs> uh, but times have changed. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, we come and I, when I walked in, I just was floored. I've never seen anything like this. You know, I'd done men's retreats and camps all my life. And, uh, to see a place where men were gathered, uh, connecting on this thing of being a good dad. Uh, I know my wife and many other wives were like, please take your kid for the weekend. Uh, so, mm -hmm. uh, I know other men's retreats, they, they go and they come back, they're all refreshed. And the, your wife's like, here's your kids. 
And now exactly. you go be a parent for, uh, you know, whatever the next three days while I take a vacation. Um, so the, I always felt like the, the, uh, spouses were always very supportive of this. And then the pain's right there. Like I want to be a better dad and I've got this chance to be one and know that, Hey, I've got some work to do here. Uh, so all those pieces come together yep. at dad camp. And so I was sold, um, ended up bringing kids back, uh, my daughter back and Jacob just kept coming back. And, uh, I think Jacob's been the most times. I think you're right. Um, but all of our kids have, you know, all these legacy pieces on their top dresser. Now uh, that picture that I love to share, is that from your first or that's, not? Yeah, that's, that was, Jacob was in kindergarten and that was my first time doing the legacy piece. Just uh, an incredible picture, a moment that was captured by another yeah. dad on your team of you just on your knees, looking yeah. at Jacob in the eyes and just affirming him and, it's one that I share a lot, um, but it's just been one of my favorites. I love that moment. So, but yeah, so you then started bringing. Yeah, I brought, um, I think the first, first time back, I brought four or five dads and then it became 10 dads. And so I was going back to my church saying, Hey, you dads got to experience this just like you were to me. Um, and I think just introducing each one of them and, uh, so that was probably four or five, four years, uh, I was doing that mm -hmm. at, uh, and I was a senior pastor at a church. And so I got a call out here to Montana and I remember my last dad camp just feeling so sad, like, man, we're gonna, we're gonna miss this. My kids are gonna miss this. And one of my daughters still hadn't gone yet. Cause she wasn't in, uh, elementary school yet. And I remember being sad about it, but then as we went to Montana, my, my kids were like, dad, what about, what about dad camp? What are we going to do there? Cause it was such a special part of their, yep. their year. Um, they loved it so much. Um, so, you know, I talked to Jason and I said, Hey, what would you think about maybe taking this dad camp to Montana? I'm going to be there. Um, we've got men's ministry and things like this at my new church at harvest and let's, let's do it. And, uh, I think it took me about a year to get settled in. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, we finally got the ability to do one dad son weekend. And, uh, I remember it was, it, I had to do a lot of selling, like, just like you had to do to me. It's like, come on, this is going to be awesome. And I think we ended up getting like 35 dads that first yep. one. And that really started the ball rolling. Then COVID hit. Yep. We were going to do two weekends. We could only do one. Um, that's how we got connected here at Clydehurst is the other camp that we had Beartooth Christian shut down. And, um, so we kind of had to get the ball rolling again. again. And, and this year we're doing four and we've got most of those weekends filled up. It's, it's, it's awesome. Uh, you know, last year, uh, Doug migrant, um, other co-founder of, of, of dad camp, he, he was out here with us and he kind of challenged the dads that were here last year with their, their daughter said, look, like, I think we should do four next year. And I was even thinking you're that, that's a, that's a pretty big, I took a there. deep, I took a deep gulp <laughs> when he said that. Cause I was like I thought, four, I thought two, you know, we have one to two that's doubling. Right. But we went with four and here we are at the end of weekend two. Yeah. We've we're done, halfway. We're halfway. And, uh, both weekends we've had, you know, close to, close to filled up and the third and fourth, the one, we still have some space. The fourth one's pretty full. Yeah. 
it's been an you know amazing growth track but um we're so excited about you know it's you know growing like crazy in, in indiana but now we've got this rapid acceleration now starting to happen in montana and we're heading to texas here in a couple of weeks yeah. to plant plant there so um it's just it's been such a cool story to be a part of and to do this uh with you so great days ahead with this yeah but. and i just want to thank you for being willing to come out here and bring resources and uh you've just been really good that way and teaching us how to run dad camp so that the next two weekends we're on our own and and this is going to be a location it's just you know for us it's just about reaching more dads and so when you said hey um let's go then that's kind of our posture is go yeah. until we get a no and so and then god does the rest so he's and he's doing it so so awesome so wanted to tell you guys you know give you that little backstory to just how we're sitting in this spot today as we've just finished a father-son weekend and the dads and sons are starting to leave and head home after just another fantastic uh dad camp experience but you know let's get back to like the podcast and specifically you know we've always got a subject that we've been talking about and we've you know the podcast is just you know four or five months now old and we've been working through a book called the dad difference by brian loritz and the subtitle is the four most important gifts you can give mm -hmm. to your kids and to this point alex we've been talking about the first gift that he uh, discusses in the book and that's the gift of relationship being one of the most important gifts we give to our kids and we've talked about the power of our presence uh, we've talked about this idea of temporary insanity when when our kids go a little temporary insane or when we go in temporary insane and how we handle that both um uh, how we handle in a healthy way and we correct well and we affirm well how we uh, and ourselves control that temporary insanity in ourselves as dads and make sure that we uh, you know we don't damage relationship because that's such an important thing because without relationship we don't have influence and so that's the first gift we've been kind of talking through Matt and I and um, I've been really diving into that. And now we're kind of ready to go into the second gift and uh, that he talks about. And it's the gift of integrity. And so we're going to kind of talk a little bit about that today. I want to really um, uh, I'm excited to get your perspective on this idea of integrity. Yeah. But what when we talk about integrity, what is it? I, I wrote down uh, something he wrote in the book and he said, integrity is when actions and words become one. I thought that's that's good. I like I like that it, it, that sound like it's it's concise, it's powerful when actions and words become one. That is integrity. It's just being consistent in our character. Um, that's something I uh, as I thought about and made some notes and and, and prepared for for this. Um, to me, it's being the same person in public that you are in private. That is. Uh, integrity full on. And uh, he wrote this in the book. He said, it's it's when phrases like you can trust me, I promise you, or I'm serious this time are really unnecessary. You know, when we live with integrity, we don't need to say things like that. Um, if we say it, we do it. It's just, that is what it is. It's summed up by meaning, you know, don't just talk about it, be about it. And I think maybe it's the biggest reason so many people um, have either no interest in being a Christian mm -hmm. because they see this lack of integrity in the Christian community. Where it's no different. Yeah. It's like they say that, but then they live this and there's, there's just no consistency there. And so like, what's the point? Why would I be attracted to that? Or in my experience, I've seen many people leave the faith uh, because of a lack of integrity within the community of believers that they find themselves in and just struggling with that. And for honestly, it's my dad's story. Um, my dad 
found faith when I was about five years old. And he, it, he pushed off, he pushed it away for so many years because from his perspective, this lack of consistency with the people in his life that said they were followers of Jesus and they didn't live any differently than him. Mm -hmm. There was just no difference. So he was just kind of like, you guys are just kind of hypocrites. Like, well, I don't, I don't get it. And, but then for him, it was of such a personal decision, which it is to where he was like, if I'm going to make this decision in my life, I, I have to change. It's an all in. And I, and he, you know, until he said he was ready to make that shift and not just think about it or talk about it, but to be all in. Um, but I'm so thankful that, that he did right around the time when, you know, like I said, I was five years old and had a huge impact in my life. The fact that, um, things were different from, from the kind of the point that I can remember. So that's a, a little intro to like this idea of integrity, but I know you've got, we, we've shared a few thoughts and I'm just like, wow, Alex got a lot to say about this. So I'm going to let you jump in and be like, talk about integrity from your perspective, from your story, from your background, what you've learned and all the leadership circles you've been a part of. Yeah. So uh, integrity, you use the word character in there and, and integrity and character are so closely tied. And I think that's why it's not just about being truthful. It's much more about who you are underneath the surface and that that's the same. It's integral. It's both uh, that my internal world and my external world line up. Um, Henry Cloud says this about character is that it's the ability to meet the demands of reality. Wow. And uh, our reality has both positive and negative. Usually the positives are easy to navigate. Yep. Like, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm good at this or I've, I've got this going for me or the celebrations, but it's in the hard stuff of life that it's hard to have integrity. It's the stuff that's difficult. And uh, when things don't go your way, you lose your job or uh, something's not right in your family or your marriage is difficult. Um, how do you respond then when things are really difficult? Um, and so having uh, the ability to respond to the negative realities as well as the positive realities that that I, I have the strength of character mm -hmm. to to be the same in both environments. Both environments. Um, Martin, uh, uh, Martin Luther King, uh, they talk about him having strength of soul or strength of character because he was able to hold the injustice of the world, but also respond to it in a peaceful, peaceful way. way. So he was able to meet the negative realities of that, uh, of whatever he was facing with this ability to, to hold true to who he was and what he believed and what he valued. And so all that was integral uh, for him. And so how do we strengthen that character, strengthen that integrity? Um, and, and, and it's difficult, right? It's, it's uh, tested when the hard stuff comes. But I know uh, in the scriptures, I love Romans 5, but it says uh, suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and then character, hope, and hope doesn't disappoint us. It actually lets us grab on to our future because we have the character to make it through. And, and I think God builds that stuff in us. And so the negative stuff can now be seen as a way to, to build that integrity, uh, you know, a test for me to step up to the plate and be the same guy in the bad stuff as well as the good stuff. And, you know, as we're thinking about being the best dads we can be and why this is such an important gift when we, when we lack, you know, in this area and fail to give this gift consistently 
to our kids, it just impacts that relationship that they have because they see this disconnect like, yeah, well, who is my dad? Is he this guy, you know, or is he this guy? Can I trust him? And when that happens, you know, then we start losing that influence that yeah. we so desperately need to have and, and consistently keep as they grow and get older um, and, and, you know, move on in, in their lives. There's, there's um, guys, I want you to remember that I'm going to share a story from, from the book, but remember this, maybe this quote or this saying, and maybe that's all you need to remember when you're in positions of maintaining integrity, but it's, it's just the saying, uh, eat your Wheaties, eat your Wheaties. There's a story in the, in the book that uh, Brian Loritz, the author, talks about. His dad is, is Pastor Crawford Loritz. Many of you maybe have heard of him. He's very well-known uh, pastor. Um, and he would get the privilege of uh, being a chaplain for football teams, professional football teams, when they come into the Atlanta area. And uh, Brian's hero in that point in his life, he said, was Walter Payton. And the Bears came to town, and he got the opportunity, his dad, to be the chaplain for the game when the bears came. And so Brian got to go with them and they're sitting. It was like a breakfast, I think event of some kind. And, and uh, they were sitting and he goes, I got to sit literally next to Walter Payton. So he's just like, this is the highlight of his life. His heroes next to him, Walter Payton. And they're having breakfast and he notices that Walter is eating a bowl of raisin bran. And he was kind of like, what? Yeah. Like, what's that about? Like, hold on a minute. I eat Wheaties every day because Walter Payton is on the cover of a Wheaties box. And so if Walter eats Wheaties and that's my guy, I'm eating Wheaties. I may not like them a whole lot, but if Walter is doing terrible. it, he's doing it. And they are yeah, terrible. They're terrible. And so he had the courage. This I don't remember how old he was, but he was a young boy. He had the courage to actually ask Walter Payton, hey, why are you not eating Wheaties? And Walter's response was what you just said. They're terrible. <laughs> like, I don't like Wheaties. I'm, yeah. I like, I'm eating Raisin Bran. But to Brian, like to Brian as a young man, but hold on a minute. Are you the guy on the Wheaties cover? Yeah. Or are you the guy sitting next to me right now? Because I ate Wheaties because the guy in the Wheaties cover ate Wheaties. And now suddenly, so I don't have to eat Wheaties. So the point there being, guys, you know, eat your Wheaties. Like, if stop the pose. You know, don't be someone in one context if you're not going to be it in another. Mm -hmm. Consistency is so important. And he, he wrote this, and I, I, I'm just going to read it to you guys. Um, but this is kind of how he closed this chapter. He said, our kids need dads who will eat their Wheaties. I think you get my point. Our world is populated with enough people who have become public successes but private failures. It's easy to project one image on social media, but when it's just us with our children they see us eating raisin bran. We need dads who will honor their wives in public and behind closed doors. Dads, we need you not to just lecture your children on the evils of pornography, but to fight the good fight yourself. And may our word be so good, we don't need to say things like, I promise, I'm serious this time, or you can trust me. Let's eat our Wheaties. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, any, I, any, I've, any more words there, Alex? Well, I feel like I meet with um, with other men all the time that maybe they had a dad that had an underworld and then they discover it later on in life where they thought, oh, I thought this was my dad, but then I discover he had an affair or, um, or maybe something, an addiction that he had hidden. 
Um, and it just kind of wrecks their world a bit to say, oh, my dad had this underworld and it actually creates a split in them as well, mm -hmm. where they start to develop the same underworld um, or they start to push out this false uh, image or false self out there, cut corners, uh, think that you can get ahead with this one image, but down here, this is who you really are. Um, and those aren't together. They're not in, in, integrated. Um, and that's where I see a lot of men get in trouble is in that underworld that no one knows about. Um, and so the real, the, the, the real answer is, is how do you bring that underworld to light to start bringing it into relationship or like at dad camp, we have these dads talking to one another about these flaws that they have that no one knows about. Um, bring them into the light, bring them, confess them to Christ. And then there's healing and, and, and uh, wholeness that comes through that, that, uh, that helps us be uh, truthful, honest. Uh, we are the same person. In you mentioned place. something to me yesterday, I think, as we were talking here in Montana, uh, that cutting the corners thing, like so many times we think if we cut yeah. the corners here or there, that it's going to be the way to a quicker victory or success or something like that. Yeah. But ultimately in the long run, in the long what happens? Run. Yeah. Speak Stephen Covey says speed uh, or trust is speed. And over time when people trust you, even if it's at the detriment, so like you, you're honest and it actually sets you back. That honesty and vulnerability is going to propel you in the future. And so when you have trust, when you have people in your organization or your family that trust you, uh, there's no second guessing. Yep. And, and it actually propels you forward and gives you success uh, in the long run. And it, it's beneficial for your kids because they get to see somebody they trust and they know that that's, that's, that's the way it's the, the way it's going to be and it's honest and it's truthful trust is speed yeah that, that's a good one i mean that i'm gonna really think about that trust is speed you know guys that's what this integrity topic is all about is maintaining trust and yeah. at the moment we we create a divide there a split there you know we lose that speed at which we can influence and lead our kids. Mm -hmm. um, we just lose that ability. And ultimately, guys, it's all about us leading well and influencing well. So the gift of integrity is everything. You know, when, when we take a step back there, uh, it takes a long time to get that back, um, yeah. especially uh, as your kids get older. They start to sniff that those inconsistencies out. Um, guys, just be consistent. Um, Take this this idea of integrity to the bank, live it out, get some guys around you to help you, yeah. get that in your life, hold yourself accountable, not just to maybe to your friends, but even to your kids. Say, mm -hmm. guys, if, if there's something that maybe you're seeing is inconsistent in me, the way that I respond, the way, just maybe the way that you see me interact with my peers, the way that you see me interact with your mother, like call it out of me. I need that because I want to be consistent and being in, you know, maintaining my integrity yeah. is so so much a gift that I want to give to you. And I think bring them into it, bring them into it. Uh, it can do nothing, uh, but help, but, um, do we have a time for a quick story about, yes. yeah. So recently, well, actually the past year and a half, when COVID started, my kids were asking like, dad, we want a go-kart. And so, you know, I go to the store and they're like 1300 bucks. And so I'm like, 
man, maybe we can build a go-kart. This would be good character development, right? For my kids to learn how to build a go-kart. And, uh, so we got all the parts and the pieces and ordered it online. Well, I don't know anything about welding or fabricating or any of that. And, uh, I thought, how hard could it be? So, uh, about a year later, we're still not finished with this go-kart. So my kids kept saying, dad, dad, when are we going to finish the go-kart? So excited about it. And they're waiting so long. And I remember these parts about my dad that like I had these two projects that were just as a kid, I thought these were amazing. I can't wait to finish these. And, uh, he, he didn't help me finish them. They just left. I, I, they are unfinished projects in my childhood. And, uh, so I thought I'm not going to do that. I had, I said I was going to build this go-kart, so I'm going to build it. So I had to get help with welding. I had to find somebody who had a welder. I had to get help with the steering column and we made all kinds of mistakes, you know, and, uh, I got my son in there and we're welding and we have no idea what we're doing. Uh, finally we get this thing done. Maiden voyage, uh, the, uh, the gas throttle was stuck. So we started it and it started peeling it out. I almost ran over my mother-in-law and, um, uh, I got all scraped up in my leg and the steering wheel fell off cause it wasn't welded on too well, but, um, but we got it but finished. You did it, man. We got it finished. And I felt like that, uh, that for me was a, a growing process out of my own kind of stuff. I was able to say, we are going to finish this no matter what. I'm not going to just let it be an unfinished project. And so, um, that's just kind of a fun example of it's, it's not perfect, but you maintain trust. That's right. I hope that it doesn't kill my kids in the end because one of the welds <laughs> breaks, but, uh, I do hope to that, be continued. We'll, we'll keep you updated. I do hope that will be a memory for my kids that, Hey, we said we were going to do this and we did it. That's awesome. It's a gr that's a great finishing story. So guys, um, don't just talk about it be about it. Um, integrity, go to school on it, work on it, develop it, cultivate it in every way, uh, that you can. And, uh, uh, real quick call out to the Montana dads. If you're out there today, this is, um, the, the release of this podcast today and tomorrow, the last day to get registered for the father son weekend. Yeah. That's in a week from now, from when this release this podcast. So get on out here guys. We still got some space. And if you're father of a daughter in elementary age, there's, I get another week to get registered yep. there. Um, that's we, a bear tooth, Christian. It's a bear tooth. And then you guys in Texas, um, Sky Ranch, uh, we still got some space there for September 10th as well. That registration will also close tomorrow. So get on there. Let's go. Invite guys. If, if you've already been, just invite guys. Tell them about it. Say, you got to get to dad camp. Uh, we want to see those weekends yeah, maxed and if, out. If you're around the country, like get on a plane, take your kid to Montana. We've and, had some of that yeah. happen. That's right. Last weekend, we had a dad and daughter from uh, come out from Indiana to Montana. So um, it happens. It's 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 worth it. So, uh, and I also want to celebrate as we as we close this. We pulled off six dad camp weekends a week ago. We had a team in Haiti. We had a team in Northern Ireland. So way to go um, to all That's of you awesome. guys out that are listening in Northern Ireland. Um, maybe some in Haiti. Um, but we had two events in Indiana. We had the event here in Montana. Uh, God's doing some awesome things. We're so proud of what, um, uh, of just the team that God is putting around us. And, uh, we just want to get more dads. So guys listening, attend, invite, you know, 
maybe just share the podcast, you know, once a month, first Saturday of the month, let them know about the Dad Nation podcast. So as we always say, you have what it takes. So go do whatever it takes to be the father that God has called you to be. Take care and we'll see you again next month.